episode 11 of the Star Trek podcast, Trek This Out. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm joined by some lovely humans in the form of John. Good evening. Andrea. Hello. Lindsay. Hello. Oh, yeah, and Sucky. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, Hello. Hiya. Hiya. We need to be nice to Sucky. He's had a very stressful few weeks. Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay, my darling. Doesn't does lend to comedy. That's the only thing, Lindsay. Uh, on, <laughs> on, 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 this, on this episode... I think, that's very, I think that's very optimistic, calling it comedy, Bob. Well, we're hanging on in there. Uh, on this episode, we are reviewing the finale uh, of uh, Star Trek Picard, episode 10, Etin Arcadia Ego, part two. Uh, we'll be giving our lights out of five, or Max. We'll be reading out your feedback to the story and voting for this week's red shirt. So it's time for me to engage that walk drive as much being going on then one or two bits one or two bits yeah um, so my personal exciting thing is that patrick stewart is reading a sonnet a day um to keep us oh I I that. on instagram isn't it? or whatever uh, yeah or on twitter i think yeah. he's sharing them on twitter, twitter. as well yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're just lovely and it's patrick stewart reading stuff like i would listen to him read the phone book so i'm very happy cool the, 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 the thing is with Shakespeare, I, sometimes I just don't understand what he's saying. I just don't understand what he's talking about. So, do you, do you understand what he's uh, some of these sonnets are all about? Every word, <laughs> every word's okay. Do, you're so well, uneducated. I, I know you do, Bob. Yeah, you you are that man. You know, right up there. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a scholar. I'm, I'm, I'm a scholar in Shakespeare. Me like. Sucky, you should try listening to it and just trying to work out what he says rather than just let it waft over you like you are doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let one of them waft over me, and then the rest I can be bothered to listen to. So I'm sorry. Well, you're oh, not, you're harsh, not, man, harsh. You've not put to much fair, effort. Like, you've not put much effort in. Have, have you? Okay. Sorry, Lindsay. You've not put What's much effort that? in. You've let one waft over you, and you can't be bothered. So don't. So I don't understand you, it. Okay, you've not put effort in. Before the award show, I'll listen to how many of them have been? Eight of them, isn't there? Well, I don't even I'll know. listen to all eight. Cool. Well, there's going to be more than that by the award show because yeah. he's releasing one every day. There you <laughs> go. I can't be bothered with the rest. Can't be bothered with the rest. No effort. So you, so you say that, Bob, but I bet you haven't listened to one of them. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay, I, re- I really interrupted you. What were you saying? No, no, no. So all I was going to say is that uh, even uh, Sir Patrick Stewart uh, decided to skip one because he was like, I don't understand it and therefore I can't read it correctly. And I was uh. like, you see? Well, there you go, then. It's not just you, Sucky. I'm on the same level as Sir Patrick. Well, no. He's read about another eight. He just missed one. About the same age as Sir Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Sucky, can you do a sonnet a day? Just for a laugh? Oh, that'd be brilliant. That'd be so funny. (laughs) What's a sonnet? What's a sonnet? It's a form of uh, writing. It's a certain pattern, I believe. I'll just put hello, goodbye. 
it's got to be 14 lines though otherwise it's not a sonnet so you've got to get scribbling yeah gets, uh, oh, oh goodbye I've been saying adieu all on separate lines there you go 14 lines uh, isn't, <laughs> it, isn't it supposed to be an iambic pentameter though so oh my god when did this podcast get so highbrow Hi, bro. You're just thick, Bob. <laughs> That's harsh. That is harsh. He's got a point. I'll leave the sonnets to the intellectuals on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there isn't any. Hey. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, actually, before before we uh, crack on and that uh, with any more chat, that uh, John and Andrea slash Phil and Holly. Uh, did an amazing interview with Dayton Ward, um, a Star Trek writer, um, which is in our feed. So please track it out because it is class. Well done, guys. Did you enjoy it? I did, Good. yeah. Great, yeah. I especially like the fact that Andrea took control and I didn't have to do much. So, oh, you yeah, were brilliant, perfect, Andrea. Absolutely absolute natural. I did a topper Bob impression. I felt I was on form. <laughs> no, you were class. You both were... It was brilliant. Well done. And he seems like a really awesome guy. I didn't know John knew so much about American football. Yeah. I have listened to that part about 17 times, pissing myself, because it's so funny that John is absolutely blagging. He's taking it all in. Unbelievable, John. Great blagging. Yeah, got away with it. Totally I did. was honest. I just Googled to see what Tom Brady looked like, and <laughs> I was reasonably pleased with the outcome, so it's all good. You were something I was going to do for tonight's episode, and that was it, and I have not yet done it. That's fine. I'll come back to it. But yeah, it's definitely... Go and have a listen to it if you haven't already. It's class and well done, guys. Good episode. Well done, guys. As much bells been going on? Um, just in sort of convention watch, um, Destination Star Trek Germany has been put back to October. Um, which I still think is touch and go to be honest um, it's very close to DST London um, obviously there's, there's been sort of talks about plans for the XL, the NEC that type of thing I'm not convinced either one of those are going to go go ahead to be honest um, but I think it's just a case of, of kind of sit back and see what happens um, also I, I wasn't um, aware of this but Lower Deck Season 2 is being written at the moment um, I know we've talked about sort of there's rumours of a writer's strike sort of series being commissioned ahead of time and um, we haven't seen season one yet but um, I did notice one of the writers uh, sort of commented that they were they were busy writing season two so that's definitely being commissioned by the sounds of it cool there's, there's rumours that um, well that uh, Picard season three has not been officially commissioned but they pretty much said they're going to be a season three so that's positive news as well and it looks like Discovery might be starting soon because we've got a little glimmer of uh, M- Michael Burnham with yeah, a yeah, but they, flag. They, didn't, they didn't give us a date though, did they, Bob? So I mean, I'm probably thinking that coming soon is is sort of code for just like you'll get it when you get it. Um, Anthony, what's his face? That's awful. Rap. Uh, yeah, Anthony Rap was comment. Somebody asked, "Can they not just release Discovery straight off? Because we we're in a place in the world where we just need to continue a Star Trek." Um, and he went, "They're not going to be able to do that because they are." recording like their um, dialogue post-ep stuff and things like that has all been interrupted because of all of this stuff um, so that implies it's not actually ready to go and I think I think, means- I think they're doing um, post-production as well aren't they all the CGI yeah, stuff yeah but all of that is obviously on pause at the moment so yeah. we won't get any of this until everything has kind of opened back up again and people have had a chance to finish it so it could be a little while before we get Discovery Season 3 I think. well it'll be what it'll be we've got Lots of things to go into the back catalogue of Star Trek while uh, while it's uh, not going to be shown every week, aren't we? Um, we're not yeah. run out of Star Trek, are no, we? we no, exactly. Like, unless we're right, really committed, and unless this goes on for about 
eight years. <laughs> and if people are really desperate, they could always just listen to us talking about it, because, you know, we'll do that forever anyway. Of course we will. Um, has anyone got out else? Nope. Oh. Cool. John, oh, did you John. not do a new wood video? Wood oh, video. sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah, you've done a new wood video, John. It was beautiful. What the chess the board? Chop, a chopping board. Oh, it's not it? a bloody chess board. Then you, board. you didn't even watch it, man. Then you set fire to it, that didn't you? Yeah, I did try that, to. That was cool. That like, I like that bit. Um, where, where can you find this video, John, of your wood crafting abilities? Uh, that is simply woodworking on YouTube. Just search for that and you will find it. That is fantastic. Are we allowed to plug our shit on this show? I, I didn't of realize course, yeah. that. I, I, didn't, I yeah. wasn't plugging my shit. I was, other people told me to. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, what do you want to plug? Plug it. I'd like to, I'd like to if, if you want to see some Star Trek fan art, um, take yourselves across to Instagram. I am Vin underscore of underscore the underscore basement. Um, so Vin of the basement with underscores in between. Uh, and all of my Star Trek art is posted on there. And Feel free to drop us a follow. And it's class as well. Have you got yeah. you want to promote Sucky? Well, no, not really. Why? <laughs> well, I'm just take asking. Take your seat. Oh, no. Take so your seat. Sorry. He's still doing take your seats and prog to who, Sucky? Yeah, but the thing is, with Take Your Seat, with everything that was happening, John, uh, we, I decided, I haven't told John this yet, sorry John, but I just decided to leave you for a while, right, until this was out of the way, and then we were going to start doing it proper. Right. Uh, so hopefully, in about a week or so's time, I'm going to start emailing, texting, mm. uh, sending messages out to the people who've all expressed interest in getting on with Take Your Seat, and then we'll st uh, start scheduling people in, including Andrea with her Event Horizon film that she wants to I, do. I think I pretty much invited myself. So. <laughs> no, no, we invited you. So I have a question. Go on, oh. Because I came up with another film that I could ostensibly maybe make you watch, um, but I don't know if it counts. So uh, have either of you ever seen Repo the Genetic Opera? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, but from the title alone, I would love it already. It's got Anthony Stewart Head singing. Like, what more can you possibly want from life? <laughs> what, off Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. Oh, right. uh, is it a sci-fi film? Yeah, well, it involves um, a future dystopia whereby people have to buy, re new, um, buy replacement organs or payment plans, and if you can't keep paying, they come back and repossess them. Yeah, so I'm going to go with yes, that's science fiction because it's I not, it's so. not, because it's not real and it's got science was in that, it. Was that not a Monty Python sketch from uh, uh, what's that Monty Python film where they come back uh, and take his uh, liver away because he didn't pay? Meaning of life. Mm. Meaning of yeah. Life. Yeah, pretty much. I think somebody saw that and went, "I could make an opera slash musical <laughs> slash quite." scary sci-fi format of that. Of course is. We'll get in touch with uh, Sucky or, or John or whatever on Twitter and they'll get you on show probably. Um, won't you? Thanks. Yes. Very presumptuous of you, Bob, but thanks. Yeah. I'll have to go through the vetting process, I'm sure. Oh, it's a very yeah. stringent vetting process. Are you free? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'll need to get my references all lined up. <laughs> yeah, but if you use Bob as a reference, we're going to refuse you straight away. <laughs> I can't wait to ask me. Come on, lads. <clears throat> what, what's your name again? <laughs> you talk, you're getting really old, aren't you? Is it kicking in dementia something? Oh, all I've got here is to talk to is my family, and I'm getting really, really wound up with them. <laughs> right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you guys, have a conversation, uh, hopefully a decent. Yeah, we'll try that, Sucky. We'll try that out. Uh, Lindsay, have you got anything to plug? Um, not really. Cool. That's all. Sorry, that's, I'm not that, that excited. That's, that's absolutely fine. No, no, that's, uh, I just thought I'd ask, uh, I'd ask everyone. Anyway, should we get into this review of Star Trek Picard? Yeah. 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 Y
Bob, you haven't plugged anything. Do you need to plug anything? Oh, just... Uh, just don't, just don't. I'm going to bad places here. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Not that sort of plugging. Well, under. other than an orifice, I meant <laughs> other things. Uh, <laughs> I never mentioned orifices. I just want to say it. Like, no, that was not me. Uh, um, no, it wasn't actually. To be fair, Andrea, you're, you're you're the good you're the good girl. Right, we're going to crack on. Does that mean I get to be bad girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a bad girl this week. Well, I did get to see Patrick Stewart in his pants, so you know. Oh my word! Yeah. What? Gonna, uh, what? We'll I'm, get that. All right, I'm going to get this trailer inserted. I want you to reconsider your present course of action. We have no choice. That is a failure of imagination. What are you doing here? Is trying to save the universe? All ships prepare to fight. It's the end. Oh. Everything. The sky will crack. The worlds will burn. Show them you're not the enemy. You're not the destroyer. Star Trek Picard, the finale, Et in Arcadia Ego, part two. Well, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm just going to do a quick fact hunt. It won't take long. Teddy Player by Michael Chabon. Uh, story by Akiva Goldsman and Michael Chabon. Directed by Akiva Goldsman. pair of them obviously have massive parts to do uh, in this whole series of Picard. Legends they are. So, what did we think? I'll come to Lindsay first. I really enjoyed it. Good. Um, you could drive plot holes through, or drive bus through some of the plot holes, but I don't really care. Uh, so yeah. That was a lot of briefing. I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> well, presumably you're going to let me oh speak God. again later. <laughs> well, if, if you're a good girl, um, right, John? <laughs> John? Yeah, I, I found uh, issues with this, and those plot holes that you could drive a bus through really annoyed me. But the last third of that episode really brought it back. Cool, that's good. But yeah, so uh, uh, a mixed, mixed response from me. Andrea, do you know what? I, I was a sort of, I was a bit iffy last week. And what I've learnt from years and years of watching Doctor Who is that if part one of a finale is a bit iffy, then I usually end up really liking the whole thing, mm. and like vice versa. So if I don't like it, if I if I really love part one, it's going to be disappointed. So yeah. I, I've walked away really, really happy. Um, I, I felt like it kind of went upwards for me, so I'm in I'm in quite a good mood. That is great news. So, Kate? I'm in the same boat as Lindsay and John in that there is lots to discuss that you could just think, what, what, and what? And then, but with the emotional side of it, it was just bang on. So, it's again, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but more on the positive side than anything else. Cool. Go on, Bob. I, I fucking loved it. It was awesome, wasn't it? Um, I want to ask, kick off with the first question, though. Uh, where did they get that magic nunchuck from? Have we seen that magic <laughs> nunchuck before? I, I think oh, we're not called yeah. the Sonic Screwdriver. Basically, Sonic yeah. Screwdriver, yeah. Have we seen that before? Has it that's just come out now? No, well, uh, they gave it to them in the last episode, didn't they? Yeah. I don't um, know. So you, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so they were given it by the androids in the last episode. Ah, it's, um, just probably should really watch the show. Really, that'd help. I just well, no, because I didn't, I didn't. I know, but it was quite. A, it felt like an irrelevant thing that was on. I, I sort of forgot about it, and then next minute they've got a magic numchuck like sorting everything out. You, you know, know what? what I, you, you know what a numchuck is, don't you? It's not. Oh, you know, yeah, knuckle duster. Knuckle no, duster. you mean like a knuckle yeah, duster? Yeah, knuckle duster. Sonic, yeah. 
Sonic knuckle duster. <laughs> Sonic <laughs> fidget spinner. Yeah, it did have that knuckle. kind of vibe. It yeah. did have a, a fidget spinner kind of vibe. I just so you guys have all gone very literal. I've called it the soul eating imaginarium tool, but yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, handy, wasn't it? That's what I thought. <laughs> Well, it's clearly a MacGuffin. Like, it's there to fix things and to do stuff. What? But what? there are bits of it that I quite enjoy, like this idea that if you if you have a lack of imagination, then you can't use it. Like, the actual science behind well, it is obviously... That's a shit, shit tool, then, isn't it? If some people can't use it because they don't have an imagination. What the, prob- the problem is, like, the Star Trek <laughs> is generally, when they have a problem, they solve it with some science techno babble and they resolve it sort of that way. They don't need to resort to, like, magic... It's well, weird. It's yeah, not, that, that, that MacGuffin was magic, it wasn't really. It wasn't a device that's been sort of developed over the years. and It's just a magic little tool that can perform anything. And it just sort of did stand out. Uh, it was in the way, I'd say. It was just some of the... You, could, you have to believe in it to be able to understand how it works and... Yeah. Just... Well, to be, to be fair though, the sense of like made this these orchid flying things that are amazing. So I guess that when you really get a load of synths together and let them just go for it, they can invent amazing stuff, maybe. But yeah, it's synths or or not uh, organic. They don't really have imaginations, and they but don't that's really the whole have. Point. So like, how, how can they develop? It's not that th- is used because they can think and they can think precisely, whereas we as organics could maybe not and we'd have to imagine it rather than give it hey, precise but, but for all we know this is this is like a training tool that's used with new synths to encourage them to use imagination to a constructive end like I think awesome. and if they get really good they can do vocal mind melts at the end yeah. well maybe who knows but like, is I it just... a massive leap from reverse the polarity because I don't know what the yeah. fuck that means but it fixes <laughs> things doesn't it so it it's it's just that with a different hat on, really, isn't it? If it's, you kind it, of it definitely has the uh, plot development of a sonic screwdriver or reversing the polarity of neutron flow. Absolutely. Uh, I just yeah, just wonder what your thoughts were on it because it was quite handy, um, but uh, obviously not not that as well. It's quite essential to the plot as well, I suppose, wasn't it? Really. Um, I think I'd be interested to see if they kind of keep it as like a bit like the Doctor's twenty um, fifth century uh, holo projector, mm. like his mobile emitter. Because um, if you're going to create something like that and use it and kind of build it into the world going forward, that to me is different from just creating it and then throwing it away. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I did like about it, and I'll, I'll tell you who I did like this week uh, was Aggie. I thought she was mint, and I thought it was super funny when she did all her faces like smiling and that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see her sort of back to the character she was, kind of thing. Uh, and she's had a very interesting journey. But I was, I mean, I was on board with all the cast. I thought they were all class. But yeah, I thought that was quite a cool and funny bit. But well, is she is she still going to have to be arrested for the murder of Bruce Maddox or not? Well, we don't know, John, do we? Who who actually knows? She actually killed Bruce Maddox. The, the the, crew. It's only the crew. The crew. So yeah, maybe if they decide to keep it covered up, like uh, Rios did with what happened with his captain. Yeah, they might just. Uh, you know, she might just not have to go to DS12, whatever it is. Well, let, let's face it, Starfleet isn't going to want it common knowledge that they've got, like, the Commodore, oh, has actually been a Romulan agent and all of this stuff has happened. And that's why they banned the sense because they were manipulated into it. Like, there will so, be a massive cover up. You reckon? I think that's probably right, actually, now you mention it. Some good yeah. theories. Some good theories. Talking of theories, <clears throat> um, did you notice I was right about Picard and that? 
Just I say think it. all just of us mostly. Yeah, I was actually gonna. I was gonna. I was. Well, I was gonna I, say. I noticed particularly when you kept tweeting <laughs> and kept telling us in the WhatsApp group repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, ringing people. <laughs> up oh yeah. Yeah, people. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, to yeah. be fair, we've had so many conspiracy theories over the last few weeks. <laughs> but like something had to be fucking right. No But to be uh, fair, yeah. To be fair though, we got it all. We hit the nail on the head, Andrea, because I said about Picard dying, and then we're all about on about him being transferred into a into a golem or a, a synth or whatever and we were right about that i know we've had a lot of theories but we we're quite I have definite about a that question yeah this. go on then um, one he didn't ask about his heart surely that would be a lot of things you would ask about yeah um two um the i soon is now out of a golem is there any reason that we have been told why they can't just build another one yeah like i know these things are right? often limited because then everybody can just live forever in a golem and it's weird. Um, but I don't know that we were told what that limitation was. Is it yeah. not because Maddox made the body and that was his part? Like, he, he did that bit and now he's gone, no one else kind of knows what he did. Well, that was, was my takeaway there. Well, Sung said that he was the body man and Maddox was the, the brain man. Yeah. So I, I think that yeah, I don't see why not. But it does raise quite massive implications for the universe if you can get people wandering about in synth body, bodies now, because that is a massive. That's like a, a, a massive moment, isn't it? An epoch-making yeah. moment. Nobody tell William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shatner's dead. Shatner's dead at that point, so that's good. Yeah. Well, you never know, John. Um, I, I, do you know what my theory was throughout it? So I was convinced that Picard was going to die uh, yeah. and he did and I thought that he would stay dead uh, they'd rename the ship uh, Picard uh, and, that, no, and, then, and, then, and then and then off the go that's what I kind of was that's feeling quite well I was disappointed um, that he did come back to life I'm not going to lie I really was disappointed that the, the, the I mean the gravitas of that death if he'd have stayed dead would have been awesome yeah. and then this awesome crew that we've just met go off in the ship that they've renamed Picard I think for me personally, I don't know if because I had it in my head, I think that would have been better. It's a bit like the Doctor Who. I know we keep talking about Doctor oh. Who bit tonight, but it's the the whole Moffat not killing anyone thing. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem, isn't it? We get like you're not sure anybody's dead. Narissa, you fell, but you never saw her land, so you never know if she's alive or not for the next series. And the kind of is an urge in TV these days just to you know bring people back, and you do it too many times, it loses its value. Yeah. Yeah, like, especially if they're, if they're popular characters you just don't want to kill them off like Dirty Den which is, yeah well Dirty Den there was also the one in Home, <laughs> Homeland Homeland if don't you spoil Homeland. it yeah don't spoil it it's okay Homeland. Oh, you can spoil it's it it's been out years, years. <laughs> yeah. 10 years Homeland oh, is still running some of us might be waiting for them to finish filming it or whatever yeah but we can't run around worrying about everybody's bloody this, TV this is a spoiler <laughs> for the first season of Homeland never no, allowed okay, to talk I'm about anything yeah. So originally we were going to kill off uh, I can't remember the character's name but one of the lead characters but because he was so popular they kept him in and then adjusted years worth of program, uh, uh, future programming oh, just There's to a start of the equivalent of this too because Harry Kim was going to be bumped off except for oh. then Garrett Wong 
won some kind of like young actor award in one of the big magazines and they decided they had to keep him in. I love you got to be an ensign for seven years. Yeah. Nice. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so character development. They hadn't expected to have him for that long. I love I love I love how I love Kim. He's mint I love him in Paris's little relationship. It's cool. Yeah, it is uh, lovely. And he definitely is. improved over time, but first season Kim is a bit ropey. But yeah, no, he got really good. Anyway, uh, Picard. Um, Picard. Yeah, no I I would have been I think I, again, I don't know how we interpret this without being in the world that we are currently in, which is undeniably strange and unsettling. I think for me, the thing that I loved most about this episode was that it, it I came away with a feeling of hope and of gentle optimism about the world and about relationships and about recovery and so while there was definitely grief, like the, watching that Picard death scene, like Patrick Stewart is phenomenal. That scene was just mm. incredible. And they let us sit with it for a little while before they resurrected Android Picard. Um, but, and obviously the Data's death was poignant as well, but it felt, it did and it felt, I don't know, earned in a way that one nemesis didn't really. So for me, I've kind of come away with a positive, optimistic feeling. And if it left him dead, I don't know that that's how I would have felt. If there's any, if there's any show out there that can be relied upon to provide that sort of response, it is Star Trek and Star mm-hmm. Trek World. It's generally been a force for good in terms of optimism and about the future and things like that. So yeah, it's on point for you. I was, was going to say because because it was. I mean, you're comp- completely right, but it was very much. Um, the, the, the sort of finale wasn't the battle. The battle was a bit irrelevant, yes. really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, there was no battle, wasn't well, there? There was nothing really. Although when Riker turned up, I literally was, I screamed and I just because we said about him turning up and all that with the, all these ships and that. I love Riker. Like I was just like, yes, I just it was just perfect. That and he was doing bit. the Riker lean. We didn't get oh, a chair yeah. moment. We didn't get we a chair. We got a lean. lean. We got a lean. But I just thought that. I just thought it's kind of like. It's sort of reboot. It, for me, it's spent. It's, it's introduced us to a lot of new things, or people, or whatever in Star Trek. But it's sort of rebooted TNG, if you see what I mean. Other sort of main, most of the main characters. So now you've got Data's got his his bit. You know, he, he's now come to an end. Um, Picard has sorted out his his brain problem becoming an android. You know, a lot of things have been sort of put in place now. The synth war has been sorted out, and all, you know, everything's been sorted out. Ready. I, I mean, I think for a, a sort of fresh much more positive season do you see what i mean well, well that's why that's why it was good that they didn't end on a cliffhanger like they do on some shows like yeah. and i don't want to harken back to doctor who yet again <laughs> but the fact that they had this big ending and then they had like a 30 seconds of what the fuck's up for the next series and yet it didn't do that so it, it leaves us with like an open book for a change rather than but it's a positive it's a positive open book it is for, ev- for it's every really for everybody for everybody in the cast you know everyone's so you know Picard's got his positivity back everyone's like you know I'm going to be on point and I think you know I don't, I don't know but I think we might see actual you know what people perceive to be Star Trek this nice sort of thing I don't know but it was a, it was uh, a perfect ending for me it, they left it on a positive note like that uh, just in case the series wasn't also going to get picked up, and then it could be continued in other forms, right? And I think that's a good thing with it, really, right? If it hadn't been as popular as it has been, they could have just said, "That's it, one season done." The crew of the Lurasena, they're off again. Well, to be fair, to no, they, 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 got, they got commissioned for season two before they even aired. Well, they, they got they got commissioned yeah, that they write the, it that the the actual 
the actual scene and uh, the writing of that, that bit right, of yeah, the, sorry, uh, sorry, the yeah. episode might have already been in place for a while. Yeah, it changed from the original, so I, I guess. Well, that's what Dayton Ward said. It had changed from the original uh, that he, script that he was sent, uh, and they kind of ended it differently, so he didn't know how it was going to end. So that implies it was a kind of additional late change thing. Mm. It might have just been like uh, one of the characters might have been killed off. It's like Soji might have been left behind. And well, let's to keep face it, off. we don't know what's happened to Narok. Because just about yeah, yeah, he yeah, just kind of like that. wormed off at the end and like no. Well, he was he was taken off by some of the androids. He was dragged off because I looked particularly for it. So when they're all having their big melee underneath the aerial, he gets like beaten down and dragged off by a couple of androids. But yeah, then we don't hear about him, and he's not on the ship apparently. I think the only decent moment we get for right both Narissa and Narek is that one small moment when they had a little hug on the cube. Mm-hmm. Which was a really nice moment because you generally that was a proper brother sister relationship rather than the incestuous one that we were kind of getting before. Mm. I'll tell you what I did enjoy the seven and uh, there is a fight scene like that was uh, pretty good, wasn't it? Did you? Choreography, John. I have have notes on this. Go on. (laughs) I I quite and. I think, to be honest, I, I feel like I like that scene on many, many levels. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is late watch. Late Ironically, night, it was on many, many levels, together. wasn't it? Um, <laughs> and I'm wrong, and I'm a bad person, and I'm not fucking sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was, that was was some boxes ticked for me. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, definitely. It was definitely awesome, Andrea. Um, John, do you have a piece to say? Well, I just, I'm just going to generally uh, say about like the whole episode. I think like some of the writing in this episode was pretty naff. Some of the editing was. I don't want to be bring everybody down or anything, but I have to be. I have to be honest about this. And I think that scene, all the scenes, um, even like Riker talking to Picard, all the dialogue is like really bloody predictable and awful. The and, that, and that specifically that Narissa, Narissa and uh, Seven of Nine exchange is like, I really like, I like the fact that they had a fight and I guess you had to find something for those characters to do because I don't think the uh, writers had any idea what to do with I, them. I could have think, I could have think, I thought, yeah. Yeah, go for the, it, Suki. I was just going to say the dialogue, as you say, might have been a bit ropey, but it's the acting that sort of brought it up a notch to make it a bit more believable. If you hadn't had the, the, some of the uh, the, uh, the actors such as Patrick Stewart and uh, Mike Michelle Hurd and all them uh, acting their guts out, and some of these scenes, the emotional scenes, mm. right? if you'd have just if you'd have been a lesser actors, you'd have just go, oh, good grief, what am I watching here? But because you've also followed these these actors performing these roles for a good nine ten episode you just think yeah i understand um, what's going on i really do emote with you i see i see i see your point but i think that still the dialogue was still crap at moments even though they did really well with it i think for me yeah. in some places it's hard to find that balance between giving us what we want in terms of like sort of stereotypical star trek but not doing that by giving us stereotypical dialogue and that's a really difficult line, and I will agree there are one or two lines that I'm like, really, really, okay. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I, I found 
Sorry, Lindsay, I was going to say, I, I didn't pick up on this sort of stuff that you're saying. I just really enjoyed the episode. Uh, where, uh, and at the beginning of... What we started, for your contribution. No, wait, I was just going to say, <laughs> wait, wait, John. Um, is So you, we, we've discussed some of these plot holes, but you guys seem to obviously think that the, you know, some of the dialogue's poor, poor, but what plot holes did you see? Because I didn't see any, I'll be brutally honest. There was a lot of stuff that annoyed me with the timing, like why, I mean, yeah. the, surely if Picard is travelling to the Las Arena, they would have crossed paths with them coming forward because they were at night there and then they were a day in the thing and how long did it take and then the Romulans were up there and first, I mean, I don't want to diss Commander O, but for fuck's sake, she was awful. All the stuff she had to do, just fire on the fucking planet. Don't get distracted by every single thing that's there. You're a crap general. You've got 200 yeah. odd ships. Send half of them off to black yeah, the planet. You don't have half to off just to. Uh, yeah. You can use. Oh. If, you can, and, and like, su- if, if it's a suicide mission, you might as well, you know, just do it. And that is one huge <laughs> Starfleet fleet that they have appeared to like just conjure out of thin air, and like there are various things, and like uh, little things like so Picard. Uh, Picard and Riker have their like little farewell, and Riker's like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave this in your capable hands." And Picard's like, "Oh, I'm dying in the next five minutes, but yeah, okay, fine, leave. It's okay." So like, he's left in charge on Starfleet's behalf with the knowledge that he's gonna die in the next five minutes. That makes no sense either. And and also, I think that the, the, we suffer from this current need to have millions and millions of ships on screen in order to imply the series of something. Yet we didn't get ships in detail. We got like what looked obviously copy and pasted Starfleet ships so it, it, it <laughs> that, did look that, like that it did no, look like, like we're going to caveat all of that with the fact that I don't care about most of this but yeah. you have to acknowledge it's there yeah I, that that was explained for that one. <laughs> the the fact that it was all the same spaceship was explained because production only wrapped about a month or so ago and so instead of getting all the different sort of Starfleet ships and, you know, having a big different sort of, uh, all sorts of different uh, ships on display, they decided just to do the one ship and just, as as uh, John says, copy and paste it. Yeah, but you've so, had Riker travel off. from wherever it is that he is on the what? healing planet of healing this. He's had to get from where he is to rendezvous with this fleet. There doesn't appear to be anybody else in charge of it. And they've just gone, oh, yeah, you're only like a reservist now, but you can totally command this fleet going into the situation we don't really understand against a Romulan armada. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking that my issue with the whole ships thing was the fact, not the copy and paste or that, but it's the, <clears throat> the need to have, like, 400 ships on screen facing yeah. off against each other. It was like Discovery suffered from this at the end of Series 2 when it, it was determined to just fill the screen with as many little bloody ships as it could. An implication of scale that isn't necessary. No, but, but I think... We've got imagination so we no, can no. do the scale that you I, don't I, need I... to put it on screen like that. I know what you're saying. I've kind of written cut and paste spaceships. Felt like they blew the budget elsewhere. Um, but I quite like the idea of the Picard manoeuvre. So I can see why they mm. did that one. Um, I felt like there should have been a little bit of like, like my dad's complaint about Next Generation often was like, there wasn't, there's no shooting in this. No one shoots at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I just. What thirsty manual, like, Dad? Other than the big space orchids getting blown up, there wasn't really I, I thought there should have been a little bit of shooting at each other to be quite honest um, I mean, there was a lot of shooting I mean I don't know it just felt a bit like they're just like uh, I, know, I know next generation was about use your words but like 
it was a bit too much to use your words. It was just like, have a little bit of a shoot at each other. Like, have a little sure. bit. Of- like you say, I think they probably blew the budget on something else prior to that, so... I mean, for, I don't for, know. I'm, I'm going to have my two penneth worth here. Um, What's a surprise? I, what, I, I'm allowed to speak as well, John. Uh, so... I completely agree. I agree with what you're all saying. Shutting you up is the problem. I, I agree with what you're all saying. Um, <coughs> but my thing is, I think that's the way that film has gone. You know, people want to see these yeah. massive daft battles and that. Like, yeah, but look at your Marvels and all that nonsense. People want to see this stuff on screen. If you had, if you had I don't. Seven on, I don't. If you had six or seven of it on each side and we got to see them actually doing stuff and flying about, well, that would have been significantly better than just having two... No, I think just have, have one. Bunch. Have one massive awesome ship. You know, like a proper good ship. Whatever, but either way, it was just it was just handled badly, I think, yeah, along with a lot of other things in this episode. The scene that was best was uh, was a few episodes ago when Seven came to the rescue of the Rosina, and that was just one or two ships against each other. Um, three altogether. And that was a good little battle scene because you knew exactly what was going on. This, there was a lot of ships on screen, and all it seemed to be doing meaningless. Yeah, yeah it was like 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 a lot of like I say like a lot of film TVs now like Marvel and all that. Just saying. I, th- I like I think you start need to stop making that Marvel um, that comparison because actually while there was undoubtedly an epic battle at the end of the Marvel kind of arc, the reason it worked was because they kept pulling away to small like individual stories within that. It wasn't just copy and paste. People running no, at no, other people. I, I'm just, I'm just sort of saying that that's what people, people are perceived to want, isn't it? These big, glorious um, sort of battle scenes or big scenes or whatever. Never a lot. But I think there's a, there's a distinct differentiation between a, a, an all-encompassing battle that includes everybody that you have met over the last ten years hmm. versus just putting forty Copy ships on this. Yeah. Anyway, I think we need to move on because people <laughs> will get cross with us. Um, <laughs> Healthy, and people will already. not enjoy listening to this and people need to enjoy listening to things at the moment because the world is awful exactly. um, however I love the fact that it's Picard's words that make the difference in the end like it doesn't matter what else has happened he's tr- like you know he's sacrificed his life he's made this grand gesture but it's to Soji that is where that big change happens and that is so Picard and so TNG and I just love that yeah no no I, I totally agree with that I thought it was and, and Patrick Stewart I mean, just wow! The he was so convincing and just played it all just amazingly well that that you would you you know that you did believe he was actually dead. Uh, you know, I was crying from the moment I saw Riker you all the way through. Well. You are. I, I, I had a period of smugness because like yeah, he's died now. I am crying like <laughs> even though I did find like sort of I found the scenes actually with sort of Raffi and Ellen El- yeah. El- yeah. and yeah. I think they were really well done because I didn't think they kind of over-egged the pudding, if you like. I thought that they'd done that quite well, but I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, because I think I know what's going to happen. And then the, the, the bit with Data kind of like hit us in the face with a shovel, face, and then I was just gone. I, uh, I defy anyone not to tear up watching Elnor sobbing his heart out. Like. And it was just so lovely, because she's lost, lost inverted commas, she, she's lost um, a relationship with her son, and he has never had a mother, and it's just lovely, and it's just lovely. I think he, I think he definitely lovely. has a mother. The, uh, I don't think it's possible to exist without a mother, is it? Well, you know what I mean. Like, but he was an orphan raised by these ninja well, nuns. <laughs> ninja he nuns. was an orphan raised by the Roman ninja nuns. He had about 30 mothers. But, but there was always that thing right at the start when Picard knew him about the fact that they wanted to find him a family. Like, they knew that that, that wasn't the same as him having a family. 
Well, Sorry. That's, mm. well yeah. Um, uh, going back to uh, crying, because uh, 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 there was a couple of things that have been said about me. I cry like at the drop of uh, somebody dropping his handkerchief or something like that. But like, so I counted how many times I actually started to blub during this episode. And I'll, uh, on the second watch, I just made a note every time. And even on the second watch, I... I stopped. I cried seven times all the way. That's a high cry count. So yeah, okay. this is a mouse. I think I've cried in a long while. Added from added from Riker to the end. That's literally. I just went full on straight through. So yeah, about fifteen minutes of crying. Yeah. See, yeah, it was it was tears coming down. But I think when there was the bits where certain bits, that's when I just. <laughs> all right. I was doing all right. This. So. So each of us tell us which which bit really got them, because I mean it got everybody, didn't it? So Lindsay, which bit got you? Um, oh, uh, I I'm not. I'm almost Riker to the end. I think definitely like the death scene, like Picard's mm. death was just so beautifully done. Okay, Andrea. Um, probably a, a slightly different choice, but I thought you know you, you kind of saw that scene on the ship at the end, um, and I found that little exchange between sort of Seven and Raffi. Um, kind of pulled me soul out of my body, to be quite uh-huh. honest. Because um, I think the, when you think about Rafi in the context of being kind of the wreckage of a good person, um, I'm going now. Um, oh. And I feel like Picard's had a, a lot of criticism for being a really kind of bleak and, and unoptimistic vision of the future. And actually, I think for, for people who have been through as much as both of those characters have, to kind of find each other at the end, it, I, I'm really struggling to speak now. So if anyone yeah, wants to no, jump it was, in, it was a beautiful scene. Well, what about you? What about you then, Bob? Uh, Me? What was your what was the bit that I set think, you off? I think the, the I think the no, it was um, the seven of nine and uh, Narissa fight that really got me going. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, quite right, the same way, perhaps. <laughs> For uh, me, no. it was for me the, the bit that proper got me was um, uh, when Picard's doing his Tempest speech and taking out the uh, thumb drives to kill off Data. Oh. That was the bit. That was the bit that that mm. just it was so beautifully done, and I think uh, with uh, Issa Brioni's um, rendition of Blue Skies in the oh, back of it, so well, beautiful. It was just so un- I was unable to keep it together entirely all the way at the end, just because of that. And even watching it on the third time as I did today to write my notes. Mm. I was still tearing up with that bit because it just the music tugs at your heart, and then seeing these great characters. I mean, that that scene when uh, when Data's laying down in his in his smoking jacket and just chilling out, and so uh, well done. and a de-aged Picard appears next to him, and it's like, oh and then man! It just, and then he just sort of smokes, floats, it, guys. smokes and floats away. It's just like, that may have been my favourite scene in terms of like the imagery. It was just ah, so beautifully done, and it, and it tied back perfectly to the to the very opening scene, which was of those nebulas with blue skies. Oh, mm. I didn't even spot that. So that was just like, yeah, you, you've you've bookended that perfectly. But in all seriousness, by the way, right as soon as Riker came on screen, that was me gone. Just, uh, I think it was definitely a game of two hours. This episode, um, I think, I don't think any of us can argue that the from when pretty much Picard sort of was ending his life um, from there to the end it was literally perfect television um, I know that you've got issues with previous parts of the episode but I think the end of it you can't fault it No, it's interesting like I've seen uh, a criticism of the overall series that actually the the plot 
that ties this all together, which is Soji and Daj and the the androids and the Romulans and the 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 AI from the future, is so secondary to the character development. Yeah, as no, to be kind of irrelevant. <laughs> like you could kind of take the main plot out, and actually, if you just found a another way for these characters all to meet each other in some random circumstance, we'd probably all still be happy because actually. I think the journey they've been on is quite disconnected from that plot. Um, it doesn't bother me because the journey is so important, but the ending of that plot was not as satisfying as the um, journey the characters have been on. Yeah, I, I think we've touched that a lot throughout. You know, reviewing Picard, that yeah, it's definitely a character piece, and the we've had time and space to get to know the characters, and I think that's well, I'm personally very endeared to all of them. I think they're fantastic. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think it's it's that you're completely right. It's all about the characters, and they've done it brilliantly well. They absolutely have. Um, but I have one thing that is like really like doing my head in, which is we got this kind of flippant throwaway comment from Seven about the fact that she's got nothing to live for, um, or like nobody to live for. Um, and at some stage, they're going to have to tell us what has happened to the Voyager crew between like. Did, did she say that, or was that just in response no. to to Elnor talking about? Yeah. That the XBs have got nothing to live for. She was just saying, "Should I put a phaser to my head?" I don't think she is no. saying that she was contemplating it in reality. No, no, but, but she was saying, "Should I put a phaser to my head?" Because I've got, like, she's like, "I've got nothing out there either." Was that not the kind of sentiment behind it? Yeah, well, she, no. she was just saying that no. she was, ex, she was XB. John, yeah, yeah. I think that's what John says. Is I think she was just saying that if she she's an XB. Should she be doing the same as what Elnor is advising the other XBs to do? Put a gun to their heads. Yeah, That's but I, what I, I, think I, me, I, I don't I get to see anything else into that. I mean, it was a dark little conversation that the pair of them were having. Well, but, absolutely, but she's she's lost both Icheb and she's lost Hugh. So for me, it felt very much like it was coming from her personally. Mm. Um, and, and maybe that's wrong, but I, I still I think did, it's such. I didn't read it like that at all. I read it like you did, going to have to tell us what happened to the rest of the crew. I mean, did she break I up with Chakotay and did they all stop talking to her? Is that what happened? We don't know. We don't know. You're obsessed by Voyager. Not a bad yeah, thing. Not, not a bad thing, though, Lindsay. <laughs> right. Well, I just I want that detail. Like it's important to me. You're a different show, isn't it? I'm gonna. That was, oh, that was like many yeah, years that, ago. Why that show finished twenty odd years ago, didn't it? Can we just talk about like? But if Riker <laughs> turns out without Troy, we'd all want to know what happened to Troy. I'm gonna go quick fire, quick fire, quick fire now. Uh, I imagine Lindsay's still got notes. Uh, one, one or two, one or two. Um, Jurati yanks an eyeball out of the android's head without any tools, which seemed a little unnecessary. Um, what is it with eyes in this series? I don't know. They didn't show us it, but you just saw her go in with like her hands and like. Mm. Uh, they also were wearing off-white coats, which I quite like. Their, their lab coats were. She had the same one on as uh, Soon. Um, Narek and Elnor having that conversation about the Gamadan, the idea that history repeats itself. Mm, that was um, cool. It is a history of prophecy. Well, that's and that's it's fascinating because you know we do like as Abba has said, the history book on the shelf is always repeating itself. That's <laughs> where it I got all my best philosophy from. It was cool, uh, which is really important. Um, they pull the hostage trick again. They're like, "Oh look, we've got this hostage slash person. We want to swap for something. Let us in." Mm. Um, the musical themes were beautifully used. I really enjoyed those. Um, I quite enjoyed Jurati saying, make it so. Yeah, oh. I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
there and um, the Picard Gerati dynamic in that yep. scene when they were on works really nicely because she basically gave him a reason to speechify as he is wont to do mm. um, because obviously she comes from quite a different background and didn't know all of the stuff so they're free had a reason to like be like but here here is a grand gesture speech that I can make it was lovely yeah, that that line, there's a line there as well one impossible thing at a time yes I just want to sort of second that I thought Picard and uh, Aggie dynamic was just perfect this time and I thought she was just, like I said before I thought she'd be great on that bit when she uh, she wakes uh, Picard up and says, yeah. "I'm going to break you out," she looked so happy. I and was she was really that, but she's like, she's really happy that she. I'm getting good at this double edged thing now. <laughs> it was just really nice. She was just great at this. I tell you what, I really, I really liked as well was um, where when Picard wakes up, he says, "Am I real?" Which is exactly what Daj asked him uh, when she arrived at the, uh, the the chateau. Am I real? So I have not mentioned yet the fact that. Patrick Stewart is laid out in not an awful lot of clothing. Um, he's wearing some really ugly pants, though. They're like not quite nude pants. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, I don't know. I just didn't think it was worth mentioning. <laughs> well, for some of us, it is. It was wow. tastefully done, though. I appreciated the fact that it was tastefully done. Um, so when uh, Evil Soji is doing her cult leader impersonation, um, and standing in front of all the, the uh, androids and being like, oh, we need to like do this thing. Um, I, it struck me that there's a real lack of independent thought between that group. Like, there's no voice calling her out. There's nobody asking questions. And I, I found mean, that quite that interesting as a concept. That entire scene was pretty awful. I mean... Why would they? Why would the? Why would Sung allow? Uh, well, when Sung deactivates her, no reaction from anybody. Yeah. And then what happens? Are they just standing around waiting for Picard to beam in? Is a lot of this? A lot of this plot and that scene epitomizes the problems I think with it. Was things were just getting delayed. The Romulans were delaying just so they could have everything timed just right to get you know everybody together down there when he beam uh, Girati and Picard in. And the- I was just. It was just. That was symptomatic of a terrible bit of writing, I think. Sorry. The other thing with that scene as well is Sung's actual motivations. I mean, in the previous episode, it was all Gungao. Synthetics are all the good guys, and organics are all bad, and uh, he's got to help the synthetics. And then he just sees that one little bit of um, Sarge actually helping him by doing something wrong, by killing... Um, uh, what's her name? A Karna sister. Saga. Saga. Right. And then he decides, yeah, this is a bad thing. And then he, he changes sides altogether. He's, well, he, he's he, had, he was one of those people that believed in the synth and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But when he saw that they were just the same as humans and just as violent and irresponsible and all that sort of stuff, then he kind of thought, well, no, I can see what's happening here. So he that- kind of turns up uh, and helps the good guys. And it's that group of the group psychology, this idea that it's quite easy to fork, not easy, but when a large group of people are in an emotionally charged situation that we begin to behave differently. Um, we we will be more likely to follow a leader, we will do things that we wouldn't normally do. Um, and there's that diffusion of responsibility that if we as a group do this thing, it's very different from us doing it individually. So in some well, ways they are in fact behaving 
quite uh, humanly and that's what he said he turned it he says it turns out you're no better than we are so you're you're capable of deception you're capable of of underhand dealing and then you're also capable of of creating this mob yeah so actually but that was one of our prophecies that did not come to fruition because several of us were quite convinced that ai sing was either a not what he appeared or b not a good guy but it's, I think it's nice that, that, that now Brent Spiner can come, he's comfortable coming back playing yeah, son. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't comfortable coming back playing Data being, you know, older and, and whatever else. And he's and Data's got the perfect ending now and, he, and Brent Spiner can come back as son. It's, I think it's great. Can we mention as well that in the, uh, in the simulation scene, Data was de-aged perfectly as well. I was almost, yeah. I almost couldn't tell. It was great. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I had uh, so I'm going to have my little crow moment for myself you know when we were talking about his uh, emergency call and I was like maybe it got out maybe Starfleet got it and you all poo pooed me <laughs> turns out they totally did so I feel vindicated but to be fair they didn't show us did they so you know yeah, they but, pulled, a, yeah. pulled a fast one on us <laughs> well, yeah, maybe Riker that, that... just randomly decided to do a thing and then they like intercepted the call at a later date but that's not what they told us I think Commodore O gave up really easily. They could have, if they were really intent on destroying that base, they could have done it even when, yeah. like, Reich is saying, look, we're the tough guys and do you really want to do it? They could have just shot it there and then and been done. But and, I suppose uh, and then he escaped. Well, they couldn't have necessarily escaped. They would have had to do it and then take the hit, I think. Yeah. But, but, but it was that important to them, yeah, which I was is yeah, say that, yeah. sure the implication is the Jack Vash. It's the it's the reason for their being. Yeah. Then why didn't they take the hit and and like, yeah? What's the agreement that they have with the Federation since the war? The I don't know. Algaron. 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 Yeah. I mean, they'd have thought, well, fuck that. It's more important than that because they clearly have broken it already by infiltrating Starfleet uh, and doing all the stuff that they've been doing. Yeah. So I am. Uh, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna... Odd to me. Yeah, I'm, I know that we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago, but I'm just going to call it again that we now have General O and Emperor Giorgio as like our two big bads. Um, slash, yeah, it's just yeah. a bit dodge. See, like I our big th- bads are being stereotyped again, but we'll move I, on. I don't think that, I think, uh, I don't know about that. I don't. Th- I also don't think that Commodore O, uh, General O will, will play much part in the next series. I, I, I don't, don't. I don't know. But if we see the Romulans again, I'll be surprised if she doesn't pop back up. Yeah, sure. But I, 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 just, I would think they would try and, and like get away from the Romulans and make it more sort of widespread. Yeah, I think see she, some, she see some a, different stuff. She was a bit shit as well. I thought. Yeah, I thought she, oh, the lines that she was giving. Know, up, she's you know standing she on was? the bridge just back. No, she was, the, she was. She was the girlfriend um, of uh, in Karate Kid too. <laughs> was she? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I'm I take it. I take I take the most obscure reference ever. I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. She was brilliant. Yeah, but she wasn't she wasn't given good lines to say. She just said stand there and, and, and make sort of She was also half Vulcan. Yeah. She's she's a good actress because 'cause I've been watching her in uh, Man in the High Castle and she's been in that recently. So if you ever get a chance to watch her in that, watch her in that. Mm. Um Freaks has, uh, or Freaks, uh, Riker has a beautiful line about, uh, did you think I was just going to sit around making pizza while you had all the fun? That was lovely. It was excellent. And then when Picard says, adieu, 
I was like, oh, that might have been another little teary moment of like, oh, because you know he's dying. Um, The medical jargon is absolutely shocking. Like, you've got adults still talking about this brain abnormality. Like, guys, put some effort into it. Like, you know, it's an aneurysm. The abnormality is causing a decrease or an increase in blood. Like, do a thing. Like, that's a very niche sort of complaint. I don't think many people would have been bothered about that, but you? Possibly <laughs> not. Like, we know that you're into medical. It's like science people that... complaining about people reverse the polarity. If you're allowed to complain about people just using techno jargon, I'm going to complain about pyramids. We're not complaining about people using but techno babble. The... I think that we should have used it instead of using the sonic screwdriver nunchuck num- thing. Sonic, sonic knuckle duster. Talking of random uh, people that played people, uh, hence um, Commander Rose, Karate Kid's girlfriend, uh, Admiral Clancy was played by Anne Magnuson, right? And I think, off the top of my head, uh, she... So, so basically, one of the guys on the production team or whatever, one of the, the runners, was a big fan of a punk band that she used to front. Uh, I think it was a heavy metal band called Vulcan Death Grip or something. I can't remember uh, the full facts, but she's not really. She was. I think she was a bit of an actress in that, but she was, it was such a random pick that this guy was a, a, a fan of her sort of punk band, and that was it. She got the job. She definitely got attitude, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, she's class. No, she's great, but I just think it was quite funny that, you know, it was that random that I really like this band. I wonder if the lead singer will come in and play, play, play Admiral in the. In the Are we going to see bon, John Bon Jovi appear in next series? <laughs> I was thinking more about the fact that they'll like they'll go to some random Starfleet club and she'll be like doing a little moment on the stage, showing that the brass do in fact have a, a, a personal life. You never know, right? I'm going to go full quick fire now, Lindsay. How are we getting on my notes? Are you completed? I think, I think we have pretty much covered everything. Cool, John. I, yeah, John boy. Uh, so, are we confident that Darissa is dead then? Because. I suspect she will be a recurring baddie maybe next year. If they're moving away from the Romulans, then I wouldn't have thought so, but you never know. Well, I, well I, I, they, they, they could skip a season and just not bring her back for a season, and then by the time she's fully recovered, say season three, she'll be back. I, I kind of hope we go for a more explorative, you know, exploring kind of Star Trek yeah. sort of vibe next season. A bit more episodic, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice because we kind of like a Discovery second series. We've got a lot of episodic stuff. With an overarching sort of uh, story arc, yeah, and it'd be nice uh, to have that rather than just the one, uh, one story thread that we got for this one, which was great, which was great. But I, I do like that mm. one or two episodes at a time, sort of serial kind of thing. I think it'll also depend on whether Narek uh, reappears or not, because I think if he reappears, it gives them much more reason to kind of keep her in the background and then pull her out at some stage to be evil and generally unhelpful. Well, we'll, we'll remain to be seen. John, is that you exhausted? You got anything else to say, my friends? Well, well, we've also got the uh, the fact that these Ubersiths, and I don't know what their um, what were, what their name was, the ones with the tentacles that came out of the sky. Oh they're yes, still, they're yeah. still there. So what's to stop a synth somewhere else now that the synth ban has been magically lifted uh-huh. from actually doing that beacon and doing it all again? I mean, that's that leaves that's another kind of plot hole. You're quite right, yeah. John. I didn't think of that. Um, is that you done, my friend? I reckon so. I mean, I've said everything I need to say about the essential stuff. That's great. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy about that, John. I'm happy for you. Oh, we do. oh we it's have... the gasp! It's the gasp! Go on. <laughs> We haven't spoken about um, 
Picard's description of um, he, when he, he when he um, when Data asks if he remembers dying, he says it's like something in my head was just uh, drifting away, like a child's sandcastle being washed away by the sea. And I think that is both a really beautiful image and probably the most reassuring kind of way to imagine death. Mm. It's it's just it's a lovely kind of image, I think. Like this idea that, you know, the wave comes and the sand just kind of returns to the sand. Yeah, mm, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, that's beautiful actually. You're quite right. But You're quite right. My, it's worth a gasp. My you. my image was the idea of uh, candy floss dissolving in a stream. <laughs> I thought that would have been better. <laughs> it's not mental. quite so profound though, is it? No, no I can maybe sound maybe out of a card mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember oh. what kind of like candy floss? Uh, it's, it doesn't, doesn't quite have the gravitas. Yeah. 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 Ever. It was, it was more like Sean Connery. You know, it was very good, was it? Uh, oh, cool. That, well, that's that's you exhausted, John. Sucky, so, you got out, you got out left for me. Yes. Uh, you know, these times of now football, I was glad that we had some football in this episode as well. All right, so with uh, what's his name, Rios, and his little football making a comeback. Uh, so that was one. Um, there was uh, when Commander Rao goes to uh, her uh, minions, because we'll have planet sterilization pattern number five. How, why have they got five, <laughs> five planet sterilisation uh, I've been, th- I've been thinking maybe, about that. I'm sure they only need one. No, maybe no. she was given options by her tactical team and she has picked number five from the options they gave her. Because when you think about it, Sucky, they've got to sterilise the entire planet, so they've got to go about it in a sort of meticulous manner now. Do they go from top to bottom? Do they go round in circles? Oh, do they do God. patches in random? Oh, you know... Oh, to the flank them. Also There's loads of military many, decisions to make. Also, de- depending on how many ships they have and how much time they have. Yes, and, okay. Yes. <laughs> they probably want to be like careful of their resources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so, was, is that, is that, does that answer well, your question? Carry on, Sophie. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that point. I mean, it was just a silly, <laughs> silly, silly question. You know what? It's no more ridiculous than attack part pattern beta alpha seven. Exactly. Oh. Or reversing the polarity of the neutron flow. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, okay? Um, no, that's it. I'll tell you what I was thinking. If we went back and reviewed Nemesis again, because that's where we started, mm. if we looked at Nemesis again, would we look at it through very different eyes? Because to me, Nemesis was like, it was a bit of a shit Star Trek film. Um, and I, I did, on rewatch, find a few more redeeming features. But I think it's probably got a little bit more sort of gravitas and meaning behind it now. Oh, definitely. So I think Picard's kind of done a job there. And I reckon if, if we did a kind of show on Nemesis having watched Picard first, I think we might have looked at it differently. I'm going to tell you now, I'm not watching that film again. <laughs> I'm not asking anyone to watch that film again. But I think we've done this in the opposite order. I think we would have reviewed Nemesis in a very different way. I think it would have got higher marks, yeah. I think what I would say is we can now no longer declare it's not... I I was never going to do this, but for some people they just kind of ignored it and declared it was not canon. You can't do that now, because if you want to keep a card, which clearly we should, because it's fabulous, you need what happens in Nemesis. Um, For me, some of the stuff that irritates me about Nemesis almost irritates me more, because now what we've seen is how you do Data's death well versus the throwaway. But we couldn't have had that without Nemesis, you're totally right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, the, it's the birth. It's the it's given birth, this Picard series, really. Um, and it's made it a lot 
better. But I mean, I love Nemesis anyway, so. Uh, Andrew, have you got much else for us? Or are you fully exhausted of notes? Um, pretty much. I think I was just going to say that probably we saw Data's most significant moments because Data's journey was all about becoming human. Mm. And actually, the most, like, the most human part of the human condition is that we are mortal and we have to face death. Yeah. And those last kind of few moments that he had were probably when he was at his most human and real. Um, so I, I think that was that was quite like heavy kind of philosophical stuff there about what it is to exist. It, um, it, and it ties in, it ties in with the books we saw that um, that Rios was reading. Mm -hmm. All those are that sort of philosophy as well. I think it, I think it kind of like as well with Picard getting his new um, sort of synth body that's going to age like normal and da 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 da. It kind of just takes that sort of immortality thing out of it as well. You know, like. You people need to sort of, you know, have that life cycle or be human. Um, so I think it sort of just put a bit more, maybe a bit more, I don't know, special. I have I found two more quotes that I have not yet lauded. Um, so when Picard says, it's so lovely to see your strange and beautiful face, I was like, oh, beautiful. Um, however, there is like a bit of a Pooh Bear moment. Data has a Pooh Bear moment when he says a butterfly that uh, lives forever. Yeah, is a butterfly that lives forever really a butterfly at all? Um, and that felt kind of like Pooh Bear wisdom. Like there was something about that just kind of <laughs> so, encapsulation. So what's Pooh Bear wisdom? Pooh Bear yeah. wisdom is just... Like, it, it comes out with slightly ridiculous things that actually get to the heart of the matter. Like, there's lots of lovely little quotes from A.A. Milne that that Pooh Bear says about what friendship means or, you know, uh, what what tomorrow brings and stuff. Like, it's lovely. I got the same from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, is that you? Are you about exhausted? Have you got any vinisms for us this week? Um, I have been very well behaved this week. You have? I think it, was, it was a bit like... It was a bit serious this week, mm. um, so I, there wasn't... The only thing I was massively disappointed was that Elnon didn't get to meet Spot 2. I know. <laughs> that, that felt sad to me. I felt like they set that up. How do you know? Nothing with that. But they I didn't feel... show us it, and it would have been lovely. It would have been, it would have been a good maybe, scene. Maybe Spot 2 is on the La Serena. You never know. A ship's cat. Nice. <laughs> that would be excellent. Is yeah, that, it is, would. Is that you done, Andrea? Yep, I think it is. Lovely. I think we've ordered our say. So let's get our lights out of five. How many lights you see? Yeah. Oh. I asked how many lights you see. Give me your lights out of five, John. Right, now, I was going to give this three lights out of five. Wow. However, the last, the last third, that scene in the simulation, give it an, a whole extra point. So it is a four Ooh. lights for me. Four. There are four lights, John. Andrea? Mm. I'm going to give it four and a half. I can never give it in a year's time. I might give it five, but I, I can't do that at this point. But I feel like it, it massively kind of upped from the first part, mm. um, and I, I walked away from it feeling like satisfied. Like I didn't feel like I kind of missed out on anything. I didn't feel like they'd left loose ends dangling. For once, they kind of tied up the story, um, which makes me think season two is going to be a completely different storyline. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm quite good with that. I feel like they've dealt with everything they needed yeah. to. Well, that is a strong score, Andrea. Suki? See, Andrea walks away 
walked away looking fine, like and I walked away like a blubbering mess. But <laughs> as John says, the story, I was going to give it three and a half as well. It, the story was okay. It was not brilliant. It wasn't great, but it wasn't crap neither. But with the, all the emotion stuff with it, right, and uh, way it made me feel in the last bit, right, I'm going to give it an extra point as well. So it's four and a half out for me. Oh, strong, strong, Lindsay. Um, without any of the caveating, I'm also going to give it four and a half. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I'm going to join you all in a four point five. Um, it, um, it didn't quite have something, but the end of it was just absolutely incredible. Cool. Enough what we think. Let's find out what you think. It's time for listeners' feedback. Before we delve into your beautiful and wonderful feedback, I'm just going to remind you about our little competition because we'll be announcing the winner on next week's award show that we're going to award John's little bit of wood, his crafty little Star Trek logo out of wood, uh, to who we perceive to have been one of the best contributors throughout the show. And it's been, welcome all of it, it's all been brilliant to be fair. Uh, so thank you very much. Right, I'll kick off. Marxist Huvian. Uh, Red Portal opening made me think if uh, we may see higher beings uh, Hey, being synthetics? Oh, yeah, right, okay. Uh, eventually, uh, as now they know other synths are out there, red portals could start appearing in other parts of the galaxy now. Have the Romulans given up that easily? That's a fine point. Thank you very much. Uh, Andrea? Um, we've got Darren Pickles um, at Darren73. Overall, I enjoyed the Picard season finale. One of the few weak points was Data's dodgy moving hairline. Why didn't they just put him in a decent wig? Picard becoming the Gollum was unsurprising. Jonathan Frakes ruined his surprise appearance by posting a photo on Twitter in the captain's chair before the finale had aired in the UK. The ending was terrific with Gerati redeeming herself. Data's ending was poignant and a far better send-off than the god-awful Star Trek nemesis. Isa Briona sang the cover version of Blue Skies at the end. Cool. Uh, it's okay. We've got Amy at Amy 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 Riffen, and she's poor. I don't have much. I don't have as much to say as last week. I think because I haven't fully processed the episode yet. Overall, I loved it. Was it a little predictable? Sure, but I didn't mind. I finally feel like I have closure for data. I really hated how Nemesis handled that, and I haven't fully watched the film since I saw it in the theaters. Now, I feel like his arc is actually complete. I would have liked for he and Picard to hug before Picard left the simulation, though. I wasn't surprised that the Gollum ended up being used for Picard. I was glad to see Alton Sung wasn't evil, and so many might, as so many might have assumed. I don't think we have seen the last of the higher synthetics, as now they are aware of others out there. Back during Stardust City Rag, it seemed quite apparent to me that Bejazel had a romantic <laughs> past with Seven, so it was nice to see Queer Seven confirmed. I saw that Jerry Roy answered someone's questions about it being state by stating Seven is pansexual, and I think that's lovely. Representation. I've enjoyed the show and your discussion, so I'm looking forward to whatever you all have planned until Discovery starts up again. Can we get a damn release date already? I guess I, I guess I really need to read Last Best Help now. Oh, one more thing. Elner still hasn't met a cat. I was hoping he'd meet Spot 2. As a cat person, I'm a bit sad for him. Oh, oh cheers, Amy. Awesome, thank you, thank you very much for that. Uh, Lindsay? So I have uh, Shep's Deep Dive at Deep Shep's on Twitter. 
Uh, first, how close was Rio's ship to Picard uh, as Picard got there quick? Uh, seeing Seven and Narissa fight was yum. Uh, Picard droid, I think Bob predicted. Oh, Picard droid. We might need to adopt that one. <laughs> um, nice ending to Data, and everyone seems to be all kissy at that last scene with Seven finger playing with Rafi. Didn't see that coming. Love the season. Thank you very much. Um, now we've got a, a, a big mouthful. John? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this is this is this, old, is this Deb again? Yes, yes. Doesn't have the name on the top. Um, <laughs> just rewatched Picard. What a beautiful and timely episode. As we are in lockdown and we fearfully look around and appreciate what we value in our lives, mortality is pretty forefront in our minds. But we can see ourselves through the eyes of data. The positive things humans can be: kindness, immense curiosity, and greatness of spirit. And we treasure what we have when we are reminded that it cannot endure. I love Data, not in the same smutty way as I love Lorca, <laughs> but he's so kind, innocent, and reflects back on who we are. Elnor is a bit like a new Data, but a bit homicidal. So much is in this episode, choice and sacrifice, the mythology of Judgment Day and Armageddon. Did the Chikalagu even exist, or was it all about the mythology itself being self-fulfilling? And violence breeds violence, and only love and sacrifice saves the day. There are so many quotes I want to uh, frame and put on the wall. To be alive is a responsibility as well as a right. So, what did we learn? Well, as many of us already knew, football has the potential to save a planet, unless it's Manchester United. <laughs> the line, ship-killing flowers that fly, doesn't even make a Star Trek fan bat an eyelid. Many so-called Star Trek fans clearly need to fuck off or rewatch. <laughs> Or rewatch if they are freaked by two women holding hands. <laughs> One ship seven and Rafi over Rios and Aggie. Elnor leads a bit of love. I feel he'll get lonely if there are two romances on the ship. And did they even do sex education in the nunnery? <laughs> Picard's consciousness transferring into a synth was predictable but lovely. But if I died and woke up in a different body, I would pay a bit more attention to checking it out than Picard did. He adapted pretty quickly. He told everything works, but... Wouldn't you just want to run a test run with a few bodily functions and needs? A chance to fire up the thrusters into warp? He didn't even peep. Instantly, a golem is traditionally made out of clay, which is a bit risky, really, and might be why they have glued Picard together in the titles. Sue would have done a far better job asking John to get his tool out to model his bit of wood. Far more durable and flexible. And if you oil it, you can preserve it in prime condition for longer. They really need to watch John's YouTube channel if they want to knock up any more. Thank you so much for the podcast throughout the series and making me laugh in weird times. Stay safe and a big socially distanced hug. Deb. And, and Deb, you want to be careful with your laptop when you're in the bath watching John's woodwork. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> got got, got uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Thanks, Deb, by the way. It's brilliant as always. That means. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be fine. Bruce Wayne. Hiya, Bruce. Um, on Twitter. Wow, what an emotional ride. And I'm now five bog rolls down in Precious of Light. <laughs> Thanks. Um, ding dong. The Rizzo's dead. Uh, and in such a good way, too. Nice to see. Uh, Annika being the one to hang on, so my phone's got a bit weird. Uh, to, uh, to avenge poor old Hugh and the XBs, just a, a shame Sutra didn't meet 
uh, uh, such a sticky end. Uh, jacked upon bricks with her limbs stolen and police wear sticker across her ass. Um, <laughs> nice that Riker <laughs> saved the day uh, from the captain's chair, uh, facing off against the Romulans, even if only briefly. At least oh, uh, oh, sensibly stood down, uh, proving she has got a glimmer of Vulcan logic left in her DNA, and ensures she lives to impersonate the child in Ray Bands again. Um, just one gripe the star, uh, with Starfleet though why send a sh uh, fleet of ships that are all the same looking at a fleet um, had the same thrill uh, as going to meet uh, go going to a meeting of, of British Leyland Owners <laughs> Club to see 300 page Allegro's parked up oh, that's <laughs> <brilliant>. <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> oh that's class uh, <laughs> and and now that I told you so moment, I feel f fully vindicated on Gira on the Girati front. Okay, I agree. Agnes uh, and Cristobal uh, make an odd couple, uh, but she was never really a baddie. Just a weak-minded fool that fell for half Romulan's cheap Vulcan mind trick. But then haven't we all? Uh, as for the Golem, I'm sure we all expected the empty vessel to be used in the way it was. Um, not that it made made his death any easier. However, the second virtual death was a bit a bit of an unexpected body blow. At the start of the series, uh, Asimov's uh, complete robot was uh, pulled off the shelf, and at the end, we finished with uh, what could have been a homage to the last story of the anthology uh, by wow. Centennial Man, uh, where Data gained true humanity by choosing to die like a robot. Andrew Martin. Nice, nice uh, reference. That's a very that's good great. reference. Uh, that was this week's. Uh, what was that, Sir John? Juxtaposed. That's cool. <laughs> no, I know what it means, but thank you. Uh, against uh, Jean-Luc uh, Jean being granted new life after death by becoming a synth seemed to make it even more powerful. The discussion between Data and Picard must be one of the of the quiet highlights of the entire series. So there we have it. Ten episodes to get a uh, fit and effective Jean-Luc back into the captain's seat with one hell of a kick-ass crew at his side, including Annika, who I hope is staying for good. Ready for season two already? Make it so. Out of ten. 10, I presume it's 10 out of 10. Oh, sorry, on. P.S. Thanks for the great series of podcast, gang. Long mate, continue. P.P.S. My vote for John's well-discussed little bit of wood would be at Lufty, who still needs to know how number one is back in the vineyard. End. He then does, however, give us a post-credit moment. Um, later right. on, he's come back and said, I need to add an extra comment after, inverted commas, fan rants. Uh, oh. Who gives a <laughs> no? It's important. Yeah. Who gives a flying fuck if Annika and Rafi are in a relationship? It was a beautiful moment to see, and I hope they're very happy. Good job, fanboys. Missed what the um, what nine of thirty three did with Cisco in the untransmitted <laughs> DS Nine ep hot wormhole <laughs> action. Thank you very much, Bruce. Fucking brilliant. Uh, who's turns next? Andrea, isn't it? Yeah, Andrea. Uh, where we at? Joshua uh, Dieball. Uh, Ah, totally surprised by this episode. Hadn't expected such a stunning end. Ten out of ten, and I don't, I don't do that often. Data got the send off he always deserved. The simulation scene between Picard and Data at the end was so moving and philosophically fascinating. I have lost close friends in recent years. I was moved to tears by Data's words. Mortality gives meaning to human life, Captain. Peace, love, friendship. These are precious because we know they cannot endure, and I cannot believe. You called the Picard mind dump into synth last week. Well predicted. Mm, there you go. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, it's okay. We got Gary Russell. 
the most disappointing episode of the whole series. The first 20 minutes were very disjointed. I must have missed a bit where they've got the magic knuckle dust. Actually, I think that's where I got the knuckle dust, I think, the Sonic knuckle dust. It's on Gary. Cheers, Gary. And one last thing I've been meaning to mention. Uh, the ship has a paint job very like one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars. Six out of ten. Cheers, Gary. It actually does, to be fair. Uh, Lindsay? Uh, so I have Mark Cochran. Um, it was okay, not terrible, not astounding. There were one or two humorous moments to lighten the mood a little, but I fear the series might be overdoing the drama to the point where it's in the danger of disappearing up its own arse. Oh, Mark. Um, I suppose it was fairly obvious that Picard's consciousness would get transferred to the Golem, and theoretically oh, it concludes the overall theme of the season regarding whether synthetic life is, a va- is as valid as organic life. I'm just not sure how I feel about Picard being an android now. It's all right. I'm not going to be some kind of hashtag not my Picard bellend. Uh, perhaps it will give us more interesting stories for season two. It was good to see Seven kick the incestuous Romulan bitch into touch, <laughs> and the scene between Picard and Data was well judged and avoided being mawkish. Thank you all, you lovely lot, for helping to keep my spirits up during the coronavirus nightmare. Uh, your show and the Premier League deciding <laughs> to fall into the, the season so that Liverpool won't win the title <laughs> are really helping me get through wow. it. Wow. Uh, 2.5 lights out of 5. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. I mean, thanks, Mark, but you're such a blue nose. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Mark. Uh, Nerdology Podcast, check it out. He's had some great guests on there. Uh, John Boy. Uh, Joe Ward says, just watched final episode and, yes, cried when Picard and Data died. Don't really like the fact that Picard is now a synthetic, but hopefully means another season. You never Thanks, know. Joe. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Finally, uh, David Hughes. Remember the return of tomorrow reference. Huge going forwards. What does he mean by that? I missed it. No, I don't know what that means. Cool. Well, thank you very much anyway. Uh, right. <laughs> it's time for voting for this week's red shirt. Talking of red shirts, um, let's not forget our, uh, another competition that we're running to win a T-shirt that says, this is my lucky red shirt, um, which you can win. It'll basically be a prize draw. So anyone that does a, does a uh, review of us on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever it is nowadays, uh, we'll enter you a prize draw where you can win said T-shirt. Anyway, we're we going to do the voting now. John, have you got anything to say, like normal? No. Cool. I just didn't know if you, you sort of like to chip in a bit, don't you, now and then. I'm <laughs> going to vote first, by the way, uh, oh. this week, yeah. And do you know what I'm going to do? Some, uh, there's no real book for this. I'm going to give a plus one to Andrea and John. So it's like a, a, the, the, a, a different version. So you're getting like one extra point if anyone votes for you. What? To be deducted. What? For you your... can't just rewrite the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Um, nah, you can't. You can't do that, Bob. Why? You're going to be voted off the podcast if you don't. If you do that, well, I, I can do that. Actually, I could do what that I want. makes it very easy. Cool. I'm going to give Andrea and John an extra point so that it'll get deducted if anyone votes for them because of their fantastic interview with Dayton Ward. No, there you go. Not having it, John. I feel like this is discrimination, right. Suki. How do you feel, I, John? I, I, is it my choo- yeah. chance to vote? Yes, vote, John. I'm going to vote for myself just to <laughs> neglect that. Right? Just to detract <laughs> from that stupid rule right, that you just made up. Back to, back to normal. Uh, <laughs> um, Andrea. I'm also going to vote for myself. 
Because I'm willing to sit back under them, that type of thing. Just like, because I'm generally a twat. And like, I feel like I do deserve to be the red shirt cool. at some point. So, so everyone's back I'm to... throwing myself under the bus for the uh, good of common <laughs> humanity. And... So we're all on zero now. Right, back to no. zero. Cool. <laughs> uh, Lindsay? Well, I'm going to vote for John, because I vote oh, for John. Every fucking week. <laughs> Not every week, just... Oh, oh maybe it's every week, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's okay. What's your reason behind that, by the way, Lindsay? By the, yeah, by what was your reason, actually? Yeah, what was your reason, yeah? Well, just because. You can't have just oh, because. Right. You can't okay, just because. What's your reason? Come on, Lindsay, give us a reason. Because he was very grumpy about the potholes. <laughs> That's fair. Wow. That's what we so, all... So we really sarky when I tried to caveat so, the fact that we didn't so, care about them. So in this review podcast, where we're asked to review what we've watched, <laughs> we're not allowed to make any negative comments based on the uh, any shit writing we make because we're going to get voted off. No, that's not what I said at all. Because I also critiqued it, but I caveated it, and then you were rude about my caveat. <laughs> oh yeah, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to Jeremy Kyle show. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> so you're on one, John. Uh, Sucky, you've got the final voting decision. Well, I'm going to vote for Andrea, aren't I? I mean, this is one just each. a negate. What? Yeah, just to negate what Bob would started off right at the beginning by making sure that they weren't going to get the red shirts. But now they're both jointly going to be red shirts. Nice. Just to annoy Bob. That's like poetry. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you, no so you voted confirm. You'll vote for Andrea and John, it's okay. No, no, no I'll vote for Andrea. Right, so John's already got his John and Andrea on, on one. So what do we do? Yeah. We've hadn't decided before. It's just, no, I think we just we just kill them both. Oh, kill them both. Kill them both. Yeah, cool. That's no problem. We could do that. So one each for you two. And how do you want them to die? You could beat us to death with Star Trek books. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking more about locking you in a room and forcing you to listen to Bob for eternity. <laughs> He'd love that. I don't deserve He's... that. Come on. Make no. it quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wow. Well, there you go. That's that's very complimentary, isn't it, towards me? Oh, bless. Oh, I'm only joking. I know. No, it's fine. It's fine. I love the banter. Uh, cool. Anyway, good, goodbye, John and Andrea. <laughs> it being dead, being read to death by me or whatever. Fuck good. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you so... No more Picard to watch. What we're going to do, I'll tell you, because um, we're not really told anyone, have we? So we're doing an award show next week uh, of Picard, basically the order of the episodes in in from worst to best. Uh, we'll be also telling you who is the actual red shirt of this Picard season. We'll be announcing the winner of the uh, John's Little Bit of Wood competition and the winner of the... I've had, um, this is my red shirt, lucky red shirt T-shirt as well. So it's going to be, we're going to have a little bit, bit more in there, a bit of fun, bit of a laugh. Going to be good. Uh, and then after that, we'll be reviewing random episodes of Star Trek from the back catalogue. Um, and we'll, we're working on a voting system as we speak of how we're going to go about doing that. So we'll let you know. But we will be doing random Star Trek, and then Discovery will come back, and we'll do that. Uh, when it keeps coming out every week and then obviously Picard and so on but when there's no live Star Trek on we'll be reviewing random episodes of Star Trek that's how it's going to go down so overall guys are you, have you been happy with this season of Picard uh, John yeah I mean, it's it's a complete breath of fresh air in terms of Star Trek and it and while it didn't hit the top peak all the time it hit the top peak majority of the time, so it was good, and I enjoyed it, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Andrea? I'm happy with it, and I think I'm happy with it because I'm kind of in the middle of a Next Generation rewatch, and 
I think it's added to that. I think, like, I would say if anyone wants to go back, and what I, w- I would definitely watch season three, season four, um, and it, it it really kind of ties into that. It ties into sort of Nemesis, which I've kind of mentioned. So it really fits in. I, I like things that fit into law. I like I like all that, like things that connect up. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I've really enjoyed it. Mm. I mean, I've been back as well. I've I've been back and watched um, the various episodes of TNG and Voyager that sort of go with this, and it's definitely been worthwhile doing that um so okay have you if you if you've been happy with this overall yes i mean as as people are saying it's a different sort of beast to what we've been used to on regular uh, star trek episodes and it's been this season long arc which has been but because it's got a lot of familiarity with it with returning characters and uh, stuff in there right it's a bit more I think it's a lot better than Discovery has been because yeah. it was all brand new characters. You just didn't know what was. You just you, you had to start from the beginning and get to know all these characters again. Whereas with this one, you've got characters that you've all, you've loved over the past thirty years or whatever. How long have it's been going? Mm. And it's a lot better. Absolutely, so, yeah, enjoyed it. That's good. Positive, uh, Lindsay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well, and I think they have treated our. A well-loved character who has aged and who is not the same as the last time we saw him incredibly well. Mm. I think they've they've managed that really well. I really have enjoyed this slightly more infirm and older and different Picard. I think they've done it really well. Excellent. Well, I thought it was fucking mint me like. Right, <laughs> let's see it. We'll speak to you next. We'll speak to you next week. Stay safe. Wash your hands and all that. Just be nice, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, an invited transgender species, in my study of Terran and Betazoid conjugal rights, I have discovered it is traditional to present the happy couple with a gift. Given Commander Riker's affection for archaic musical forms, I have elected to present the following as my gift in honor of their conjugation. Never saw the sun shining so bright. Never saw things going so right. Noticing the days hurrying by. When you're in love, my how they fly. Oh, blue.